You're listening to the Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. One great big festering neon distraction. I have a suggestion to keep you on occupied. I'm told this is Tool. Of course. Tonight, you asked for this. You wanted Tool, so we got Tool. Enterprise Center. This is what I was polling when all the callers were on, running the show. There used to be a thing, if the Pope was in your town, then you won the Super Bowl or the World Series. Things uh-huh. happened that year. Is there something similar when with Tool? When Tool comes to town, you finish in fourth place in your division. Whoa. Unbelievable. I actually did hear, though, that if, if you have a weekend bookended by a share concert and a Tool concert, <laughs> you. you usually lose three out of four to the Pirates. Wow, what a coincidence. What? Uh, how was the share show? I'm guessing I'm good. sure it was good. Oh, I saw okay. a post-dispatch headline on Twitter saying she played the hits, so good for her. That's what she should do. Did you she have, any... have new stuff? I don't I was... know. Maybe. 72. You got any new stuff? <laughs> That's why I looked. I saw Billy Joel a couple years back at Bush Stadium, and he was so great about that. He sits down and he goes, well, same old S. It's like, I don't got any new stuff. And he started calling out two choices and just had people cheer for which song. Like that's what that's what I want. If you're a great artist, play the hits. I don't care if it's 30 years old. That's what people want to hear. All right, I asked this question last week. Percentage of people in St. Louis that would attend share and would attend a Blues playoff game. Let me take it a step further. How many people, like one, five, go to share? And go to Tool. Oh, God. Kevin Johnson, the music critic for the Post-Dispatch. That's one. That's one. Uh, Ushers. Oh, okay. Are we not counting employees <laughs> of the Enterprise Center? Okay, yeah, I'm never gonna mind. Say, Any, I'm going to say less uh, than five. Yeah. Less than five Total. people. It is kind of, it's two very different that, That's what I'm saying. The bookend, your yeah. weekend there, it's a very, very diverse You couldn't crowd. manufacture a stranger bookend. Of Correct. It acts. sounds made up. When it I does. first heard it, I thought they were making it up. <laughs> Uh, tool tonight, and then we'll get back to the hockey on Wednesday, Charlie. We've got Wednesday, Friday, Blues home games, 3 and 4 with the Shocks. 7 o'clock starts for the home game, 8 o'clock tonight in San Jose, game 2. And uh, normally we joke about Barube and the line changes, and we don't really care. Any roster changes we care about. I am intrigued tonight because that was such a clunker, and he's had a good read on his team when to move somebody where and Strickland last night on Fox 2 said I think I would move Robbie Thomas higher up on one of the b- bigger lines That's my pick to click. because of the way he's playing I would counter that with saying I don't know if I can mess with the one line that I know is good most nights I am intrigued what Chief comes up with because if you're him wouldn't you do a little maneuvering wouldn't you do something to try and shake you did score three goals but you got Shen, who's not doing a whole lot. You got O'Reilly, who finally broke out of a slump and got a goal. Tarasenko, everyone's focused on. This seems to be a playoff thing, even though his overall career playoff numbers are good. We're always sort of talking about, hey, when's he going to just take over? When's he going to light it up and, and own a game? I'll bet you that Chief mixes it up a little bit. He'll have some maneuvering that goes on. I agree with you. He has done that this postseason, and it seems like most of the time he has tweaked something here or there. It has worked, and, and many times you see an immediate impact and change positively for the Blues. I, I agree with you. I would just look at look at time on ice for, for your forwards. And you got guys like 
you know, Schwartz playing 17, 18 minutes. O'Reilly plays almost 20 minutes. But the fact that Robert Thomas, when you're watching these games, he's bringing you energy. He's been one of your best players for the last couple rounds. Don't you want his minutes to be more like 19 than 15? I mean, I think that's what you're going for. You're trying to create, what, four, five, six extra shifts for Robert Thomas, however you can do that. And could you take a Steen out of the lineup, a veteran guy who has been here a long time, and if you went to a Fabry, just to mix it up a little bit and see if you got a spark there. I don't know. that Steen's been around a long time, but I would think you have to at least consider. I mean, he is making $4.5 million, so this is not charity. You're you're being paid to produce at some level. I think you could look into possibly doing that. I'm sure the player would like it, but you could say, hey, listen, you've been playing a lot of minutes. You've been playing a lot of hockey over the years. Let's just throw Fabry out there tonight and see what he's got. But I'm not sure that he would do that. That would be a little more bold. And that would be a lineup move we'd be interested in. Yes, and but, I would be fine with that. And I remember saying this a couple a couple weeks back when we're talking about the grind of the Stanley Cup playoffs. If you're going to actually win the Stanley Cup, you got to play about 26, 27, 25 games. That's a lot of games. I don't think that sitting somebody who's older, who has logged just thousands of career minutes, guys like Steen... Or if it's a Bowmeister, if you don't like what Bowmeister's doing in a particular game, I understand the player would be offended by that. You don't think if you have 35 year old legs, 34 year old legs, you don't think you have a little more jump that game coming off a three or four day rest, right? Could that not help guys like Steen, Bowmeister, and so forth? I know they won't like it. David Perron didn't like being switched down on a line earlier in the playoffs, and it's worked for the Blues, though. And that's where I think Barubi, he makes calls like that where other coaches wouldn't do that. He doesn't, he doesn't coddle players based on tenure necessarily or contracts. He makes the move that he feels like is best for his hockey team. He should just do a getaway lineup. We're going to get uh, Binner a little bit of rest. And uh, I think, you know, actually we'll let Petro rest tonight. Do the baseball getaway lineup. Go to all your scrubs. It is tough, though, because you don't want to mess with the Bozak, Maroon, Robert Thomas line. But you want to see more of Robert Thomas. You have to find ways to get him on the ice more. Get him up to 18, 19 minutes instead of 15. Cards are off tonight. They're in Atlanta. For some reason, they went yesterday. They're there with a little day off. Probably because Wayno wanted to hang out in Atlanta. Actually, Cher's playing down there. <laughs> so they wanted to catch that show. Uh, Cards Brave Series begins tomorrow. Then the big Texas series we've all been talking about. That's this weekend. Interleague Cards are down in Arlington. Back home. Next. Three straight Mondays off, which includes Memorial Day. Am I wrong? Is that weird? To have a weird. Memorial Day off in baseball? That seems wrong. If that's a day where you should always be playing. With the cool caps and uniforms. Yeah, Memorial Day, Labor Day, nice little Monday afternoon game, 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You held Jeter accountable. It was Memorial Day, I think, three years ago. Mm-hmm. He rolled, was it three, four years? Wow. He was here on Memorial Day. Yep, they gave him uh, some gifts. I believe they gave him a nice donation to his, is it Turn 2 Foundation? Sounds well, right. He had so many significant moments at Bush Stadium. And, they, and in St. Louis. They so said, you hey, you want some, uh, here's some gooey butter cake, some uh, St. Louis style pizza. And also, could you trade us Yelich, not Ozuna yes. years from now? We kind of want Stanton, but we really want Yelich. But I guess we'll take Ozuna if he's the only one available. It was a record-setting crowd on Sunday, Mother's Day, 48,500-some-odd. Solly would know the number. Largest crowd ever <laughs> at Bush Stadium 3. And that doesn't mean they were all there. I mean, it's not like a packed house any game now. But largest ever sold tickets, which is sort of surprising. Saturday was the rain delay and Janie May's first ever baseball game. 
Did she catch a foul ball? Did she eat some cotton candy? Did she hold Dad's beer? How was the experience? She held Dad's beer. She lasted about two hours. It's not bad. Pretty good. Now, it's a quality start. Now, look, quality start. We were kind of uh, trying to touch base with people, weather people. When's this game going to start? Obviously, had about a three-hour rain delay, so we didn't leave until around 4 o'clock. Is that insider trading that Chuck utilized there texting the weather people at, at Fox 2? Like Chris so- Higgins like, oh, my God, I'm trying to enjoy Yes, okay, it's going to stop. All right. <laughs> Let me tell you. When you have a baby and you know you only have about a two-hour window of quality behavior to go to a game, you got to make sure. And we got there basically right kind of the game had just started, but first inning, and she probably lasted till the sixth or so. Miles Michaelis with a nice outing. A lot of offense, a lot of base hits. She enjoyed it. She got a nice little stuffed animal. Okay. She had a good time. Good for her. Yeah, it was fun. It was one of those moments, I mean, as a dad, to bring your kid to the first baseball game, she clearly didn't understand what was going on, but she was sitting out there, and I think she was kind of mesmerized with just looking at all the people, the noises, and all that. Uh, the Cardinals, one of our great sponsors, because you can go to cardinals.com slash promotions. There's always a great giveaway. It was the Dog Bowl yesterday. That's coming up. I, I actually saw a Dog Bowl sitting out in one of the booths yesterday, and I don't know if that was a... An item they released in advance. Chuck, I got. you're wearing the Maryville Cardinal shirt. I got this Saturday. Did you? It's a nice, almost like an Under Armour type workout shirt. You could almost work out in that? I'm going to work out right after the show. Cardinals.com for all your ticket needs. They're back home next Tuesday. The Royals are here. How about that stretch, Charlie? Rangers and Royals, huh? A little interleague ball. Great rivalries right there. Get those uh, theme tickets. Backslash theme, backslash promotion. Mr. Cardinals Kids Tumblr. As well, coming Ooh. up in that 24th to, through uh, 26th series against uh, the Atlanta Braves. How about that? According to the copy I got a couple days ago, I just not pulled up. Okay. <laughs> a lot of great give. <laughs> Almost every game, there's a great giveaway. That's the bottom <laughs> line. Including sometimes the game itself. Oh. <laughs> oh. Scratch that off the log in case they say, did Sing. you guys do your spot? But also go to the games and support the local club. Yes. But we will hold them accountable because that's what – the Cardinals brass would want us to do. This is a big-time, multi-million-dollar, billion-dollar corporation, right? They need to be held accountable when they don't play well, and we do that here on the airwaves. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Thank you for, for support. support. Thank you for support. Uh, time now for the end of the day. The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. Uh, I looked it up. I said I would do it, and I did. 1972 was the last time the Blues came back from an 0-2 deficit and won the series against the uh, Minnesota North Stars. Oh, so they have done it? Once. 1972. So tonight's not a must-win, Chief, but it's right up there. It's kind of close. May I interrupt real quick with a quick hockey take? Well, we're on the topic of hockey, so we're not really interrupting. Because this happened in the Blues game, and then I saw it also in the Bruins versus the Jerks game. Why in hockey can one player, i.e. Carlson, throw his stick up in somebody's grill, and then when somebody else retaliates, that person is punished? And the same thing happened in the Bruins series where Marchand throws his stick up in Williams' face, and then Williams retaliates, and Williams gets the penalty. Why are you able to do that? Wouldn't you think that the first act of aggression and putting a stick near somebody's face where you could poke out an eye or knock out a tooth, shouldn't that warrant a penalty? Why, why are you getting the guy who's retaliating 
to a stick up in his face. I think that always happens. That's what I'm saying. I don't get that. But they always get the second guy. Maybe they miss it. football a lot too, right? Always get the second guy in. That's why they say don't retaliate. Okay, but Marshan yesterday puts his stick up by Williams' neck, brings him down, and Williams retaliates, and he gets the penalty. Hoff, we didn't have to get that quote, did we? Oh. From, it was the, the captain of the Canes, the jerks, right? Captain of the Canes explaining it. They lost. They're down two zip in the series, the jerks. And here was his response. Things that um, talked about yesterday was trying to get some traffic in front to uh, allow yourself some opportunities on RAS. Do you think they did a, a decent job of keeping you out of the zone there? I think just all in all, we just uh, we got to rediscover who we are. Um, you know, you spend uh, all this time off leading up and everyone writing articles about how great you are. And then, um, you know, you come out and sometimes you got to... You got to eat a poop sandwich. It doesn't taste good. Happy lunch, everybody. Thank you for support. <laughs> you got Justin Williams, Carolina's captain. Sometimes you got to eat poop. a poop sandwich. Love that. Doesn't taste very good, but sometimes I you got to eat. I think a... so. It happens. That's a great quote. More you quotes eat a like poop that. Sandwich. Sometimes you got to eat a poop sandwich. In other words, you sucked. Just own it. And look, every single TV station, radio station in the greater Raleigh Durham area, they're cold open. Coming out of breaks is that quote, and it's a fantastic quote. Poop sandwich. So and then somebody, Mildred, might call in. And, I don't like you saying poop sandwich. So instead of asking who wins tonight, I'll ask it in a different way. Same question, different phrasing. Uh, who eats the poop sandwich tonight, the Blues or the Sharks? I'm going to say the Sharks going to eat it tonight, and they're going to enjoy it. All right. I'll be a homer. I think Friday we said... Lose game one, win game two. We already said that. I already had them losing game one. So this I wasn't is not... sure if your perspective changed after how they lost game one. No revisionist history here. Good for you. Unless we need to do that tomorrow. All right. I'll, I'll go with what I also said Friday, that they will win tonight. I was not uh, too happy with Saturday's performance. Oh, thank you for your support. Happy Monster's Day. Okay, so over the weekend, there were some bad bunts. And I'm trying to think. It's obviously not changing, um, this philosophy about terrible bunting. So I, I thought... So I have a really good idea. Take something objectively bad, bunting, in baseball, which is wrong and should very infrequently be used, but for whatever reason it's still used far too frequently, and make something objectively good out of it. So you know there's homers for health, there's strikeout cancer. Player hits a home run, he pledges 100 bucks for every home run he hits. You know, a pitcher might give up 20 bucks for every strikeout he gets during a game. That's really good, and that's a good cause. I want every manager, all 30 of them, to come together and pledge, say, $50 every time there's a sacrifice bunt during a game and that runner bunted over doesn't score that inning. Because I, I feel if we put a monetary value to this, we'll find out how often and how bad it is. And I did the, I did the research. I took an hour and a half yesterday and I scrolled through baseball reference, and I isolated every sacrifice bunt this year, and I went through all the instances to figure out how many times a, a team has bunted a runner over. And I looked for the specific sacrifice bunts and how many times that runner did not score. 97 times this year a team has bunted over a runner, and that runner did not score. If every manager pledged $50 to a cause – $4,850 would have gone to some charity organization for something dumb that a manager has done, and that's only a quarter of the way through the season. That's my pledge. That's my so idea. How, how is, that's a lot of math. Somebody did a lot of research there, but how is it possible in a sport that's just drowning in analytics and numbers 
that they haven't said. Look at the numbers. It's not for worth the life it. of me. And I need to look up the run expectancy matrix. Here we go. But hold so, on. How uh, many are pitchers though that have doesn't no matter? Chance of it's still hit? bad. It's Friday night, first and third, one out. Adam Wainwright's at the plate. I think Wayno can handle the bat fairly well as a pitcher. Schilt opted to bunt. Now, from 2010 to 2015, here's what the numbers say. Your chances of scoring a run that inning. First and third, one out, 63%. Second and third, two outs, 26%. How are we, how are we still doing this? When every number suggests it's a bad move. The Pirates' chances of winning that game increased with that bunt. Why? Because you are taking it out. You have so few precious of them. You have 27 to start the game. You lose them throughout the course of it. Baseball is a game of infinity, and this is the one finite aspect of it, and you are handing it to the opposition because George Kissel 100 years ago wrote that it's a fundamental aspect of the game. Well, I posit that George Kissel was wrong. Well, it was back then. And it was wrong then. And I hate to make this a larger, hold on, a larger agenda-driven philosophical argument, but if you get rid of pitchers hitting in the National League, you get rid of bunting. I'm reaching the point where I want the DH and, and look, the National League for that reason. And look, yesterday, there was a point in that game where the Pirates pinch hit a pitcher, Joe Musgrove, okay? Career 130 hitter. When we talk about strategy in baseball, mm. oh, the National League game is so much better. And Mm-mm. I get it. Look, to me, it's usually where you grew up. If you grew up with St. Louis Cardinals, National League baseball, you love it. Nothing wrong with that. I grew up Tigers and Indians, DH. That's the baseball I prefer. I get it. Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. But when you see guys like Joe Musgrove pinch hitting, there's nothing competitive about that. There's nothing strategic about that. And there is nothing good about a pitcher bunting with runners on first and third and one out to get that runner to second base, and the runner on third doesn't even score. That is crap baseball, and it doesn't make baseball better. It's and that's what, that's what pitchers hitting creates. It creates a lot of non-competitive at-bats in a lot of dumb situations. Thank you. I'm sorry, but it's true. I don't want to get political to wrap up the show, but I know um, there's there's an attempt to, to merge the city and county. It's local politics. Um, Better Together is running through some issues. And I was thinking, because the Cardinals, when it comes to trying to sign big players and be a, a, you know, like I think they should be run like the Red Sox. If you don't have, if you have a contract you don't like, get rid of it. Boston did that. They dumped Hanley Ramirez. They dumped Pablo Sandoval. And they brought in better players than they won, coincidentally enough, by doing that. But the Cardinals always scream, we're small market. We're a small market team, and we can't operate like the bigger markets. I think better together miss an opportunity from a PR standpoint by saying, if we merge the city and the county, St. Louis City increases in population, becomes a bigger market, and therefore the Cardinals can no longer use as, as an excuse. So better together, vote for this, and your Cardinals will spend more money. Yes. Vote for this, and you can call BS in the Cardinals rhetoric. Mo, have you seen the new city-county merger numbers? <laughs> oh, appears we're a bigger market. Sometimes you overthink things. Maybe we'll be able to charge more for tickets because <laughs> we're a bigger market. I like that point. Thank you. To be fair, though, last year the two guys we all want to drop, Brett Cecil, let's be real, he's basically been dropped. He's not the person He's just they kind of was. on the team, but he's not really on the he team. He was there yesterday. I saw him. I understand that. And Dexter Fowler last year, everybody wanted to drop that contract. And he has been pretty good this year. But That's I think also, to be fair, the corresponding move, they wanted to drop Fowler and sign Harper. So I think the corresponding Agreed. move still would have trumped what they ultimately did. That's absolutely did. fair. That's the end of the day. I really just despise the bunt. I can My tell. wife thinks I'm nuts. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm looking up every individual bunt this year. And she goes, why? And I couldn't really explain why. But look, I don't want to harp on this, but this is what bothers me. 
You can't be, oh, the National League game is so much better and hate the bunt. But the American League bunts too. Not I was nearly going, as No, much. but they still do. Why Not would you ever bunt in the American League? You bunted for one run in the eighth inning on Saturday, and you were down by a run. If you were tied, would you have bunted there? Because I don't think you would have. You know what? There's a two-point conversion chart when you should do, go for two during a football game that Dick Vermeule came up with. I'm going to come up with the Hoffman bunt chart, and it's going to say never. No, just one big sheet. <laughs> never. No. <laughs> Uh, you need to go outside and play your yiddly do or whatever it My is. Didgeridoo. Didgeridoo. That made an appearance on Saturday night. Hopefully it makes like five or six yes. appearances tonight. Get that didgeridoo out. You'll feel God better. All right. The hard line is coming up next. But first, appliance discounters. Reminder, we're getting real close. June 1st is when they'll open their seventh location. That's going to be serving the Maplewood, Richmond Heights area right off Laclede Station Road, that Deer Creek Plaza. And the thing about this location, Charlie said, well, Hopefully they have the same great appliances. They will. But they'll also have unique, bright colors. They're calling it the art of appliance. How cool is this? Bold new colors for all your favorite appliances. Washer, dryer, refrigerator, all the big names. Samsung, GE, LG, Frigidaire, you name it. They have it. Lowest prices. Theappliancediscounters.com. Seven locations. Number seven coming your way June 1st. Find out about the one in St. Charles, Baldwin, South County, Webster Groves, Fairview Heights, City of St. Louis. Find all that information online at theappliancediscounters.com. The Hardline, coming your way next. Congratulations.